0: hello everybody today is tuesday january 31st the last day of january 2023 and you are listening to the daily thread right. so back uh, to cl- some cloudy weather happens to be i see a story over here that new york city has a snowless winter which is That's a great breaks a 50-year record so really? far 50-year really? record um, but I feel like we had some flurries. I wonder what.
1: But it didn't have accumulation of snow, really. You know, a couple of days the windshields were a little bit icy, but that was uh,
0: it. It says here that it snowed 0. 0.4 inches um, in New York City 326 days ago on March 9th, 2022, which was the last time there was measurable snow.
1: I know when you come out of your car in the morning and your windshield is iced up, you feel like the most unluckiest person in the world. I know. So you got to go find something to scrape the ice off. Can't do it with your hands, although most people try to do it with their fingers. Yeah, and they but they can't find their gloves, so they do it with bare hand. You know, mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable.
0: I know, but it's been very distressing. Winter has very been stressful. good to us, as I see a, a flurry fall down from outside. You know, so it is. Maybe there'll be a breakthrough. But yeah. something that's also uh, worth noting is that Israel got some rain over the last uh, well, twenty four hours. This this is the rainy is season, isn't it? bracha, I know, but they really needed rain. They, they, needed, heavy, rain they needed rain badly. And when I
1: was there, Hanukkah, there was one day, whoa, was it raining? But they it's incredible have, have to see it up for the
0: season. It's incredible to see that when they, you know, something goes out, everyone has to dive in for the rain, and then boom, days later, it starts pouring, and everyone is so happy there. You know, the crops get to grow and.
1: Su- yeah, super but, you important. Know, Hashem doesn't uh, work so uh, easily. You know, he has his calculations are much more complicated than you know. Let's go daubing for rain, and we'll have rain. It, well, in this situation, like that's that. what it looked
0: like a little bit.
1: You know, there was this great story of many, many years ago. A hundred years ago, there was a hundred years ago. Yeah, well, you were seven, like you were like fifteen then. No, seventy-five years ago. Okay, so you're like ten. Uh, I wasn't ten. Now there was there was a, a drought in uh, in Aristotle, and all the rabbanim got together to pray for rain. Okay. Yeah and there was still no rain they davened with all their hearts and all their soul for rain and there was no rain so they sent out all the rabbis and all their uh messengers go search around the country and find out why we're davening for rain and there's no rain a whole a whole winter and they went all the way up north in and they found an old woman in a home with holes in her roof and she was praying that it shouldn't <laughs> rain so um
0: a story here via Israel National News. Now, <laughs> this is an interesting one. The headline reads: yes. "A couple leaves a, baby, a babe a couple leaves a baby while trying to board a flight at Ben Gurion." Okay, so uh, the story goes as follows: A couple arrived. Uh, Tuesday, which is today okay. with a baby in Tel Aviv flying Ryanair to Brussels. Okay. Uh, while the couple had intended to fly with their baby, the child did not have his own ticket. The two were asked to pay for the baby's ticket, leading to an argument. The couple then left the baby in his stroller and went to passport control. China 12 news reported that the flight attendant spotted the abandoned baby and quickly called the Israeli police. The police acted quickly in order to find the parents who advanced towards the flight and brought them back. The two were taken for questioning after being united with their child. The manager of Ryanair Station said, All the workers today are, are in shock. We have never encountered anything like this. We couldn't believe what we were seeing. Officials at the, at the airport's authority told Channel 12 that the couple had arrived late, late after the flight's counters were closed. According to them, the couple attempted to reach the security check and left the baby by the conveyor belts. Since the couple did not, have boarding passes for everyone they were turned back
1: and took the baby how much so at what, how, point, yeah. what point do you uh what at I mean, what, what price of in, the ticket do well, no, you decide what, to abandon what, the baby what goes into the decision making process where you say okay we're gonna have to leave the baby here <laughs> we have to get to brussels and what's that conversation like between husband and wife like uh, well they said it was an argument so sh- apparently, apparently it mean? wasn't I me
0: mean? i'm
1: not taking it wasn't very i'm not uh, taking it I don't know. I, I don't know who this couple was. It requires a little bit more research, I think.
0: Jason? We're not taking her.
1: But, um, Ito? Itozi. Um, it, it, I don't it, know. Obviously, there's something off here. You know, I would say uh, my... my Do you think there's
0: any chance there's a mistake?
1: No, while you were reading the story, they forgot the baby? Meaning like, no, like they meant to go back and they just, I don't know. I I mean, he thought she had the baby and she thought he had the baby. We've heard of stories like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, uh, so each one thought the other one had the baby, but at at what point do you make a decision to leave your baby behind? Because you really got, what, what was going on in Brussels that they had to get there so urgently? I mean, there's many sides to this question that have to be explored and analyzed. And, I think just one of them is really important. Which is, is it really their baby? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Who, Who would leave their own baby behind in a stroller in an airport? So
0: you're demanding a DNA a DNA test. Maybe this baby was kidnapped.
1: I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, that's a possibility. So
0: you're ruling out any any chance that it was
1: a, uh, am I, a. Am I ruling out that anyone being that stupid? Am I ruling that out? You're I, ruling I, out that I, it was I'm just it was a, a, a mistake. I'm almost, I'm almost willing out being that that, that stupid. So I'm I'm almost willing to uh, 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 give them the benefit of the doubt. I think we
0: need to call Fauda. I think we need to call uh, <laughs> Shinbet over here. <laughs> we need to call Shinbet and get them.
1: I don't know. Get but, them on uh, this case. Uh, I don't know. I, I you know I. But I well, one what, second, you're flying Ryanair. What's Ryanair? It's like it's a, a low budget airline.
0: airline. It's a low budget airline. Low budget
1: airlines and it flies what international? It's a fly from New York. I I saw one of the airports either in. In, in, in Israel or here I saw a Ryanair jet on it's, a, it's a
0: low budget airline It's like You know It's like a brother airline With spirit
1: You have to stand Or you can have a seat I,
0: I think mean. you have seats But I think you get to like Choose your own seat It's some like one of those they have
1: Like a, like a strap hanger like on Not train. on a plane Unless you're, well, going, you unless you can't you're can't
0: in the military
1: <laughs> well, They strap they strap you in uh, If
0: you're getting strapped in I'm sorry But you're going to fight In <laughs> Afghanistan <laughs> <laughs> Like That's that's something you should know Anyway
1: They're going from Tel Aviv So they were in Israel So they have some kind of Shackles to Israel right Maybe it wasn't their baby. Uh, that's my that's my number one suspicion. You know, hmm. uh,
0: should we report bit. a kidnapping? What should we report a kidnapping? The
1: police are on the police are on the case. Well, what's your problem? They don't need your involvement. I'm dealing with bigger It'll stuff. Be there. okay without you. You can go to the next story now.
0: Okay. Well, this story comes out of uh, Ohio, and it's via G- JTA. Ohio is investigating a Nazi homeschooling network that teaches children to love Hitler. Ohio's Department of Education is investigating a homeschooling network that claims public schools are run by Zionist um, uh, expletive teaches teaches kids to say uh, say hell. Sig Yeah. That's a German salute. I don't know so, why you okay, know that. Hitler. In class, and instructs well, fellow parents. It's part,
1: of, it's part of history, so I, I guess, know it. So
0: fellow parents to, to give their kids Jewish media content. <laughs> there are more than 2,500 members of this dissident homeschool network, a channel on the social network messaging app Telegram. That's why Telegram is bad, by the way, if everyone wants to know. The dissidents are a group of Nazi parents who share homeschooling lesson plans extolling the virtues of Hitler and white nationalism. While relying on a popular social media account run by a Jewish woman to provide ammunition for their hatred, I wonder which woman. I don't know. Probably Chaya Rachik. <laughs> the founders of, of of the group were recently unmasked by a hate group monitor as a couple rule Upper
1: Sandusky, Ohio. This is this is pretty it's bad. Weird, it's a weird story. You're talking about. Twenty five hundred. Talking about a fringe group, you know. ah, but twenty five hundred yeah, members. It's, it's it's ridiculous. It's made, it's probably exaggerated numbers. There's probably twenty five, and they added two zeros uh, to it. Um, you know, I was thinking I was thinking last night about uh, not to go off on a tangent, but uh, we talk about self hating Jews. You yeah, know? Jews that live in America, for example, that are for two state solution. That are against government in Israel that criticize people like uh, Ben Gvir and Smorich and the right wing. And so well, on I think there's a fine
0: line. Just because someone criticizes Ben Gvir and Smorich doesn't mean
1: there's a they're a self-hating Jew. So, at what at what point can you consider a Jew who's critical of other Jews and Israel as a self-hating Jew? What what is that? I mean, it's, and the reason I, it's a very good it, topic. I'll tell you the reason I was thinking about that because I, all I hear in the clips on the news about what happened in Memphis that even though there was black, five black police officers, that it involved white supremacy. So black um, uh, uh, black police officers conceivably could be influenced by white supremacy. So if they're self-hating Jews, then they could be self-hating blacks. Can't it be? That's why they beat this guy up. That's why I beat this guy until, until he died, unfortunately. I don't know why
0: they did that, and I think they're going to—
1: Anyway, we discussed the yesterday. No, but like
0: the self-hating Jew conversation, like at what point is someone defined a self-hating Jew? Uh, at what, what point do they need to reach? Uh, they support uh, the Palestinians? Uh, uh, no. no then they're no, anti-Zionists. No, no. Are they Listen, self-hating uh, Jew? The,
1: the, uh, wait, we don't agree with the position, but uh, the, it's a very complicated issue. I want to play like, a the the clip. I want to play a
0: clip now on this episode. This is a clip from of David Greenfield. You play that
1: whole clip about anti-Semitism?
0: It was incredible, and he said this a, a bunch of years ago, which was it falls around this time with Holocaust Remembrance Day. And I think it's just a it's a ninety second clip. So he was a city councilman. He was a city councilman and and uh, member. They, they were discussing um, stuff that are, you know that pertains to Holocaust remembrance. And a group of people unfurled a Palestinian flag they were, protesting. And, they were protesting.
1: They were yeah. protesting the solidarity with Israel, uh, with the uh, with uh, you know observing Holocaust remembrance and so on and so forth. Yeah, and this is the clip.
2: Thank you, Madam Public Advocate. You know I. I I've waited my turn here, I've followed protocol on the New York City Council and haven't spoken out because I respect this chamber. I have to tell you, you know, I'm still shaken to my core, I'm upset, I'm angry, but I'll tell you honestly, I'm actually somewhat pleased at what we saw here today. If you're wondering why I'm saying that is because for the last few weeks, we've heard from people who said, oh, we we don't dislike Jews, we only dislike the State of Israel. We have no problem with you. We simply don't want you to go to Israel, but we know that's not really at the core of what they were saying, and today they proved it. While we were discussing a resolution regarding the murder of 1.1 million human beings, I will point out that 90% of whom were Jewish, but the other 10% were political dissidents, they were Jehovah's Witnesses, they were gays, Those were the people who were being killed together in Auschwitz-Birkenau. While we were discussing that, they had the nerve, the chutzpah, the temerity to unfurl a Palestinian flag and to yell at us while we were discussing that. And so the reason I'm pleased is because we can stop pretending that this is about Israel when the reality is that every Middle Eastern country that is in existence today is not democratic and persecutes people of other faiths and persecutes gays and persecutes people who disagree with them and persecutes people on Twitter and persecutes women who drive, except for one country, which is the state of Israel. And so what you saw here today was naked, blind, anti-Semitism. That's what you saw, and that's what you watched, and that's what you witnessed. People who are upset for one reason, do you want to know why they're angry? Do you want to know why they're unfurling that flag today? Because Hitler did not finish the job. He only wiped out half of my family. And only by the grace of God is the other half, me, the grandchild, still alive today. That's why those people are upset. Shame on them. Shame on them for hating Jews, shame on them for hating people, shame on them for disrespecting the most diverse, democratically elected body in the United States of America. And that's why we go to Israel. We go to Israel to make a message that is clear that we will not be cowed by this fear and by this hatred that we have. Where these are people who would celebrate the death of Jews rather than mourn the death of innocence. I am embarrassed at what happened here today, but I am pleased that we finally see what this is all about. Good old fashioned anti-Semitism. Thank you. Councilmember Mealy.
0: Yeah, so the, I, I saw that yesterday happens to me. I think that the passion, the passion there is is something that uh, Jewish leadership it's really it was really good to see then. And um, I hope we have more of that now to be honest.
1: All right, so you know it's a really we have to re- condemn the self hating Jews. Well, by the way, you really have to get a sociologist, like Chuck uh, Schumer.
0: A... Chuck Schumer's a self hating Jew. I don't know. He, he used it's... to get up by Jewish concerts and say, "I'm a Shomer Yasral and he used to be you know wave that out an Israeli flag. I don't know, who let him do that? Which concert organizers let he, Chuck he, Schumer? He
1: he used to show up everywhere, everywhere. Every, he stopped though. Why did he stop? Every, every yeshiva dinner. Why did he, he stop? He was there. I think he's been exposed uh, as a hypocrite. Uh, you know, it's a leftist, liberal hypocrite. You know he, um, you know he, he, he. Uh, b- during the Barack Obama administration, he got permission from Obama to vote against the Iran deal, only because Obama already calculated that he had enough votes to pass it, mm. so that he didn't need Schumer's vote, so Schumer could say, "I oppose." So he says, "Face." I, I oppose the Iran deal. I oppose giving Iran nuclear weapons. So, yeah, every, so everything is very carefully politically calculated, and most of the time, it's. Um, uh, it's dishonest. You know, it's intellectually dishonest.
0: Some A, a good news story, something that um, is applicable to the Meaningful Minute family, meaningful people. Applicable. Uh, what? Applicable. What did I say? I
1: don't know. Applicable. I, I don't know. I
0: said applicable. Okay. Roll the tape. What did I say? Applicable. applicable. Anyways.
1: Either one, it's good. I guess.
0: Anyways, um, one of our previous guests, Rifka Shotkin. Right. I saw that. The other day. Uh, Partook in the marathon in Florida, and she completed it. She wheeled her way. Here's a, here's a story. She was actually on South Florida News uh, last night, and the really? title reads: Years after a teen paralyzed in a ski accident, she crosses the finish line at the Miami at the Miami Marathon. Um, but yeah, shout out to Rivka for for doing this. Um, That's She great, said, man. while you're doing the marathon, it feels like it's never going to end, and then my cro- and then crossing the line, it's like, oh my god, I did it. And it's just a shout out to her and shout out to NBC Miami. Uh, they featured on the news last night.
1: You used the word shout out a lot. You
0: don't you like know, the word shout out?
1: I don't know. What does it mean exactly? What shout out. What are you shouting out their name? <laughs> what are you looking at me like?
0: It's part of the vocabulary. It's Shout like,
1: out for this, shout out for that. What what's what,
0: what in your generation? What is the term shout out? Like what is it?
1: I would say you have to say that we'd like to applaud. So yeah, yeah. So See so. that you just
0: used four words <laughs> that I use one.
1: Yeah, oh, so just trying to conserve energy. The idea is to be economical on the words.
0: Yeah, I feel like the word random wasn't either used in your time.
1: No, random was word. It was used appropriately, not not to replace every uh, intelligent thought. Oh, that's a random idea. Oh, that's a random thing to to buy for lunch. You know, it didn't replace every single word. You know, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's. I had a great conversation. Are you adding yesterday. me? No, am I what?
2: Adding
0: me?
1: What does adding mean? Adding?
0: At. At calling you out. Calling
1: me out. Am I outing you? Oh no, I'm not No outing. not
0: outing. Adding.
1: Adding? A-D-D-I-N-G?
0: A-T-T-I-N-G.
1: A-T-T? I mean like attitude?
0: Oh my gosh, no. But that's that's pretty good. I didn't I never thought of am that.
1: My attitude, am I disrespecting you? Is that what you mean? No. Not show I have uh, immense respect. <laughs> uh, immense respect. What else you got? Well, I, I had a long conversation yesterday with uh, Rabbi Shalom Lu. Ooh. LEW, Lou. Nice. In uh, Glendale, Arizona. Skip to my Lou. Um, you know, the Super Bowl's being uh, uh, held uh, on February 12th. Yeah, it is. At uh, State Farm Stadium yeah. in uh, Glendale, Arizona. I think after my conversation with him yesterday, we spoke about a half hour. I know everything there is to know about wanting to be in the Super Bowl and being a from Jew. Mm. Okay? And let, you know what he told me? He told me a lot of things. It's in this week's Five Towns. Jewish Times. Plug. I discuss. I analyzed the aftermath of No Yeshiva Week, gliding, shifting right into uh, Super Bowl yeah. weekend. Okay, people. Some people are very, very busy. You know, come back from Cancun or Panama. And they
0: have to go to the Super Bowl.
1: You know, they have to yeah. go to work for a day. Maybe, maybe not even for a full day. Uh, but they check into work, um, and then and then they uh, have to f- work out travel arrangements to to Arizona. Life is anyway. difficult. Yeah. Anyway, so um, he told me, yeah, yesterday was Monday, I spoke to him around noontime uh, yesterday, he told me that that morning after Philadelphia won, and it was determined that Philadelphia and Kansas City were going to be the Super Bowl, he has 15 calls from from Jews in Philadelphia. What are they calling him about? Accommodations for Shabbos of the Super Bowl. They can't stay in a hotel? You know, but they want, they want a minion, they want kosher food. There's a lot of different elements to. It's not just a game. The Super Bowl and It takes three hours. The so weekend. Yeah, the sixty-five thousand seven hundred seats in State Farm Stadium, and for and for probably sixty-four thousand of those people, they come there, they buy some beer, they get a franc. Uh, and a sandwich, and they watch the game. no stadium in Arizona? No, Anybody but the know? weather the weather
0: is usually amazing. there. I know. I know so I'm
1: just wondering if the temperature temperature control or, or the weather is always good in Arizona. Anyway, he told me yesterday for Monday morning he was he got 15 calls from people in Philadelphia about accommodations for Shabbos. Now um, he says that um, most of the hotels that are near the stadium is about eight miles from his Chabad house, so you really can't stay in the hotel and walk to him on Shabbos. Right. Okay, but another thing he told me, by the way, and he told me, by the way, that it's 50, 5 oh, there's 50 Chabad Shlucham in Arizona. Wow. Okay, and now they're all spread out. Scottsdale, Phoenix, Glendale. They're all over the place. It's not any, anything like walking distance. But he told me Super Bowl weekend is also in New York is going to be the Kinnas uh, <laughs> Hashluchos. So all the women are going to be in New York. <laughs> it's so funny how that works out, no? <laughs> all the women are being in New York. There's plenty of room for guests in the house. Wow. And you know what? You don't even have to make your bed. You can just <laughs> stay there. You can just stay there. So they they he, he's going to have a, a lot of there's a lot of elements that he's working on. Uh, number 1, he's having there's a Yeshiva, there's a Lubavitch High School. In Glendale, yeah, he has has fifty boys, fifty students, and he's going to have a uh, tailgate, uh, Glatt kosher tailgate party, all over the parking lot with putting on his phone. Like we got to send
0: someone down there. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna speak to Yossi he's today, gotta, Yossi uh, you,
1: you must, if you speak to Rabbi Lou, yeah, he can hook you up with one of the boys that are already there, probably. Okay, okay, we'll see. We're to send him a couple of bucks and uh, have him have him take a a, a, a video on his uh, on his iPhone. Or whatever, or it's Android, whatever else takes good videos, I think it'll work that out. You don't have to send anybody down there. We will see.
0: You don't um, have to fly anybody down there. So similar, in, on this vein, I think there's a, an amazing story. It happens to be that I think one of our writers from MeaningfulMinute.org, right, Mordechai Berg, wrote an article about this that's going to be coming out in the next couple of days. But anyone who's a sports fan, and even if you're not a sports fan, the story is interesting so the end of the Kansas City Chiefs for a Cincinnati Bengals game the other day, mm-hmm. um, it came down to a crucial play. The Kansas City Chiefs needed to get into field goal range to win the game. right? And it wouldn't have happened if Joseph Asai, who is a 22-year-old on the Cincinnati Bengals, hadn't right. pushed Patrick Mahomes after he stepped out of bounds. Oh, that's
1: the big guy. That's 375-pound guy. I don't know
0: if he's 375, but he's definitely uh, big he's a big guy. He
1: could have hurt him. He could have hurt Mahomes.
0: And, and you know, they, they threw a flag, which, to be honest, I think was not the right decision, but we're not going to get into that right now. I disagree now. with you. I sort of uh, we're not getting into whether it was the right decision. He was already out of bounds. I know, but you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't. As a ref, you don't decide a game. You let them play. And uh, there are other plays that they missed. Probably one of the worst the officiated games. The,
1: the, the rules are the rules.
0: I know, but you don't decide a game like that. Let the players you Don't play.
1: take a little 140 pound quarterback, 160 pound quarterback, and have a guy pulverize him on the side. He, first lines. of all,
0: this guy is running. Th- He's running as fast as he can. All of his momentum. He's supposed to stop on a dime? What is he supposed to do?
1: He didn't have to run in exactly in Mahomes' direction. Well,
0: I don't, I don't know if you know <laughs> that. the objective direction.
1: of football is to tackle the player. <laughs> Anyways, could. not the
0: story. The story is as follows. Joseph Asai, um, ultimately, if you want to, like, you know, in simple terms, he lost the game for his team. Okay, that's Obviously, true. Obviously, yes. you can't sum up yes. an entire game in one play. But if we were to sum up an entire game in one play, they, they most likely would have gone to overtime. And who right. knows what would have happened. Um, and... You had this young 22-year-old that prevented his team from going to the Super Bowl, and he was seen crying, visibly really? crying on the sideline. He's
1: 22 years old?
0: 22 years old. He was seen crying on the sideline. Um... And he was being consoled by a few of his teammates when he did oh, walk to the locker room. Bro. Though, one of his teammates was was yelling out of anger. Why do you touch the quarterback? And it was like you know, yeah, it was like bro. straight out of like a Dr. Midos tape. You know, <laughs> Midos alert. What do you? So, what's the story? The story is that one of his teammates, um, his name is uh, his name is B.J. Hill. Yeah. Um, so after the game, Joseph Asai, who his eyes are red, he just cried for mm. several mi- you know, an hour. Right. So right. the press is there. The press right. is there to ask questions, mm-hmm. and I, I believe Joseph is a rookie, and, it, and it's you want to sink in your own. You, you want to just bury yourself in the ground. The press is there to ask you about the worst play you probably ever made in your life, and uh, one of his teammates, B.J. Hill, stood by his side the entire time, and if, I, and one of, if a member of the press would ask a question mm-hmm. that he had felt was a dumb question or pointless or was reaching for something— VJ Hill, who is bigger than Joseph Asai, even really? would look at the at the media and go, "That's a dumb question." Next, don't ask that question. What are you trying to get out of here? Yeah, listen, you uh, know. Listen. So it was a real, it was a real uh, showing of of respect ach'tus. and ach'tus and togetherness and and that's what that's what. That's what uh, unity is. That's what it looks like. Well, so, listen.
1: You remember? Uh, you know, you weren't around. You weren't born for the nineteen eighty six World Series when I, I don't know. I was not Wilson born. had a ground ball to Bill Buckner of the Boston Red Sox. Bill Buckner, but he was in his. He he secluded himself to a life of. Uh, it, it was a slow roll down the first baseline that he could have picked up and just stepped on the bag, and that would have been the end of the inning. It rolled through his leg. Did anybody come out in his support? Oh, I don't know. I, all I can tell you is that uh, forty years later. You know that's all he's remembered for—the guy who uh, lost the World Series to the New York Mets in 1986. I know. So it's 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 a hard thing to carry with you. Although this guy, uh, what's his name again? Um, Joseph Asai. Joseph Asai. He'll get over it. Just, I just hope so. Play.
0: You know, it, it's. Uh, I just again the story I think is is a teammate stepping up and standing by his by his teammate. You know. For, for forget about like the game aspect. These players are all going to get a hefty bonus for making the Super Bowl financial incentives. It's not for these people. For us, it's a game. We watch the game. Some of us, but for them, this money—that's money. And he made a, a an awful play, and yet he still had teammates coming over to him and taking his side and protecting him from the media.
1: Listen, well, you got to stand with your with your team always through, uh, through good times and bad, through uh, thick or, or, or thin. And um, uh, it, it, we learn a lot uh, about life from, from sports, okay? Um, you have to be able to know how to win. You have to also know how to lose.
0: Yeah. Knowing how to lose is super important, especially for for anyone. I think
1: uh, Winston Churchill said that uh, success is what happens in between failures. So um, that's uh, the— I think
0: Vince Lombardi said we didn't lose. We just—the clock ran out. <laughs>
1: No, Wislambardi said uh, he's best known for saying uh, the best defense is a good offense. Okay, you got that?
0: One second, it's processing.
1: <laughs> the best offense is if you if you score a lot. Now of points, you now you're confused. If no, I'm not confused. If you score a lot of points, you don't have to. I'll translate it for you. If you score a lot of points, you don't have to worry about your defense. Don't I worry think about that's it.
0: been pro- that's been disproven.
1: A good offense is the <laughs> best defense, or the best defense is a good offense. I'm not sure what order.
0: You see, it I did confuse you. In.
1: All right, but that's uh, that's the story. What else you got there on your uh, agenda, or is that it?
0: I got nothing else really. I mean, we I did see that Itamar Ben Gvir is calling for terrorists to get the electric chair. Well, uh, we the thirteen-year-old, the thirteen-year-old who who shot at those Jews in uh, in Jerusalem was seen in custody smiling and laughing. And uh, me and you discussed this last night briefly, and and I wonder what you think about this. And you know what? He's smiling and laughing. Do you know why? Because he knows. That all it takes is for one of his brothers to go kidnap an Israeli soldier, and he'll get swapped in the next ten years, maybe.
1: No, he's not going to be in jail for too long, anyway. You know, he'll be first of all. I read this morning he's in juvenile detention. He's not on a conventional. Why he, He's tempted, thirteen years old. It's attempted murder. He's a it's a ter- it's a terrorist attack. He's a baby. He's a thirteen year old baby. He rides a terrorist attack, and you think he should be in juvie? No, I think Israel needs to crack down. Uh, Israel needs to crack down across. Okay, the can board.
0: I? Can we? Can we discuss something a little touchy? Sure. Should they kill him?
1: No, of course not. Why not? Well, first of all, he didn't kill anybody. Well, he tried to. Okay, that's attempted murder. It's a big difference between attempted murder and Oh, murder. so we
0: have to wait until he kills someone to actually no, serve we justice. we have to make
1: sure that he doesn't take that opportunity again. And but like you red. said,
0: he's not in a maximum security uh, detention center right now, and he's most likely not going to sit for too long, and he's not smiling enough. and laughing you know and, and proud you, of what you, he did.
1: You do this every every day. You take these positions that are... That don't that don't have any. Uh, uh, they they can't be implemented because they're 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 not thought out. They're not well thought out. You have to be able to deal with this. You know, um, the, what's his name? Reb Steinsaltz, yeah. uh, a great Torah commentator of uh, modern times, of course, passed away a couple of years ago. He said the most important question you're ever going to ask yourself in life is, and then what? Okay. Uh, whenever, what, no matter what you deal. Ask me with, the question. What? Ask me that. So they put him away in a yeah, 13-year-old, they put him away in a prison yeah. with a bunch of hardened criminals yeah. that are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. Mm-hmm. And then what?
0: And then you keep him off the street from committing another crime like this. Okay. Because you, you you bet someone like that who is laughing, laughing in custody, and he's happy and skipping and dancing, that's not someone that you're going to cure.
1: The, the bigger, the greater question is: How did a 13-year-old have access to, uh, to 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 a gun? What do you uh, suggest? Uh, um, I, don't, I don't know. With your and I, then I, what theory? I, what do you I, suggest? I, I suggest that uh, Israel not be so liberal um, in terms of what they allow uh, the Palestinians to have and not have. Anthony Blinken, as you know, who is in the Middle East or was in the Middle East through yeah. today. Okay, yesterday he met with, in Ramallah with with Muhammad Abbas and yeah. his whole team, and he said. The opportunities for the Palestinians are almost all gone, and they were not happy about it. They're not there to scream about a two-state solution. They're not screaming anymore about dividing Jerusalem with half of Jerusalem being the capital of Palestine and maybe the other half being the capital of Israel, although they're never going to concede to that. The opportunities for the Palestinians are almost all gone. You know, and and it's time to move on, and that'll help uh, advance the relationship between Israel and the rest of the Arab world. Um, so, what's going to we'll happen
0: with the Arabs in Israel?
1: To, they'll live there just like the Arabs live in Sweden. And what about the ones that are con- you live? You live, you you be a law-abiding citizen.
0: So you 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 say that I. Um, so you think that a terrorist that commits an attack should be. You should get the electric chair, so to speak.
1: I, I think uh, I think he should be made an example of. I think the so this uh,
0: thirteen year old you don't think should be.
1: I don't think I don't think why? he should do that because he's a child. That's why.
0: And the person, he's and one of the people, and one, one of the people he shot was a child.
1: All right, he's a he's a child, and uh, I I always tell you guys that um, uh, committing a crime and then uh, uh, proving that the crime was committed in court is two different things. And I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but you'll see. These five cops in Memphis—they beat this guy till he died. Okay, you're gonna see when it comes to the trial and the story is told, it has no relationship to what happened that night. The law is completely different than something actually. What you're saying is the, actually the, the law
0: isn't isn't necessarily just.
1: No, I've said I said many times over the years that worse than that, that uh, for example, in order to achieve justice, our government prosecutors. Have to resort to injustice and dishonesty it's in unfortunate. Order to receive justice. They got to fool people, they got to deceive them. I mean, if they just stated their cases properly, they could get the convictions and the proper punishments would be meted out uh, to the people that deserve to be punished. Israel needs to have the death penalty on the books. Uh, I'm not saying they have to kill everybody, kill a person every single week.
0: It needs to but, be an option.
1: But a person. A person you a person that, that shot and killed seven people like they did in Niveako Friday night, if that person is tried, has a fair trial, is convicted, okay, and is executed, it'll cut down future terror attacks seventy to eighty okay? percent. Really? I and think then, so. Then we move on then we move on from there. And we'll decide what the next step is when we get there. Okay. But as long as you as long as you can go to prison. And get three meals a day and get a large screen TV with a thousand channels yep. and your family gets enough money to live for the rest of their lives. That's not a proper formula. That's not going to uh, save anybody's life down the road.
0: I agree with you. And that's today's episode of The Daily Thread. Make sure if you have any feedback to send us an email or a message on WhatsApp, you can subscribe to our WhatsApp account. Hit the link in the description of the show notes. If you want to send us an email, that is thedailythreadatmeaningfulminute.org. That is thedailythreadatmeaningfulminute.org. We're at you uh, every single weekday with a new episode. So stay tuned and we'll speak yeah, to you nice soon.
1: Day, everybody.